mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everybody. On today's episode of Don't Blame Me, we have the fantastic guest, Brie Esrig, and we talk about a girl who's sleeping with a married man uh, and also a girl who found out her boyfriend has a child that he didn't know about. This one's really fucking juicy. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Don't Blame Me. This is my podcast. I'm Megan Ranks, and our fantastic guest today is Brie Esrig. Hello. Oh, hi. Thank you so much for calling me fantastic. You are fantastic. <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to have you here. I've only known you for about like 35 seconds, and I'm already wildly fascinated by your life. <laughs> Thank you. I won't rat you out on here, but like, you I'm can. just... It's okay. I mean... 
I feel like you have to route yourself. Tell them what we were just talking about. We were just talking about how I'm slowly dabbling in like the fetish world and I'm trying to be a foot model. Guys, it's going to be a good fucking episode. <laughs> I'm so excited already. Oh, I'm a little freak. Just you wait. I, I, I love it. That's what we need. We need more like closet, not even closeted, like not obvious freaks who like, you're like, oh, look at me. You would never suspect it. That's mm-hmm. what I like. Well, I'm slowly learning that everyone's kind of got their fetish. Everyone's oh, got their yeah. fantasy, their thing that they're so ashamed to talk about. Mm-hmm. But it's like, if we all just talked about it, then we could all just be having so much fun together. So much more fun. Yeah. So, 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 so much more fun. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited for you to be here. If you guys are listening to this podcast, we also uh, have a video on YouTube if you guys want to watch. And if you're watching and you want to know where to listen to it, you can go to the podcast app and then also don't blame me dot show. And... After all of your requests, guys, guess what is back, back again? It's Mel, 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 Cam. <laughs> Hi, guys. <sighs> Yay. So good. I was personally enjoying all of the comments. She, okay, so last, it was the last time we recorded, uh-huh. Melissa got a camera for the first time. Okay. And I went to go read the comments on YouTube because I like to read the comments after the podcast, see what people thought, if they thought I was being an asshole. A lot of the time they do. 99.9% <laughs> of the comments are just, Melissa's so pretty. It's just. That's true. It, and you are. It was very uh, thanks, guys. That's all I gotta say. Thanks. <laughs> very thanks, guys. Yeah, very thanks, guys. <laughs> so if you're uh, if you've always been curious to what Melissa looks like, you guys can go yeah. watch on YouTube. That was a lot of people were surprised. I don't. know. I feel like your voice fits your face, though. I don't know. They thought I was white. One person thought I was Mexican. One person was like, <laughs> "I thought you were a middle aged white woman." With, I saw that one with a nineteen year old. Kid yeah. that was on drugs. And it was so like, specific. I know. And I was, I was like, like I think they were jo- I'm sure they were joking. How would but. I have like gotten like in 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 in, in like career works with that person? Yeah. That's what I wonder. I'm like, so who, how do you think I'm just like, okay, this is this is someone that's gonna be great yeah. in the podcast world. I'm sure she was joking, but it was, was just funny. I love it. Okay. Well, um, so this podcast is an advice podcast where people call in, they leave voicemails, and um, we do our very best to sometimes give them good advice. Sometimes it's bad. Sometimes I get yelled at. <laughs> but <laughs> a lot of the times I get yelled at. Um, but if you guys are U.S. listeners, and yeah, U.S., not Canada, just the U.S., you can call us at 310-694-0976. And for our international listeners, you can email an audio message to meganpodcast at gmail.com. And I've been getting a lot of people asking if we can do emails and tweets and stuff. We got to do phone calls. It's so mm-hmm. much easier for me to understand the story behind it and everyone who says that they can't get it down to what do we say minute and a half? three minutes to three yeah three minutes just condense your story yeah write I, it out and then read mm-hmm. it and and you'll realize we don't need as much comment like I don't know we need details but we don't need we don't need too much of the fluff mm-hmm. if you like a boy we get how much you like him yeah like tell us the shit yes give us the dirt okay well I'm excited shall we get started oh yes so I am 23, and I graduated college about a year ago, and I moved a few hours away from my hometown for work. And in my hometown, I've had, like, five best friends. Growing up in college, we, like, all went to different schools and did our thing, but we lost stayed friends. So anyway, two of them have moved in together close to our hometown, and one of them was, like, my all-time best friend. We've been best friends for, like, ever, basically. And now the two of them live together, I find them both, just like, unbearable people. Like, 
they've just moved out to like a bigger city so they're going out and they're being like social and whatever but they're just like next level annoying in like text and like their like social media posts are very annoying and when I went to visit them I felt like a third wheel which was like very weird for me because we've all been friends for so long that's never been the case and especially one of them is like my all-time best friend so I basically just don't really answer the group chatter anymore or like talk to anyone because I'm just so over it and like I'm not jealous of their friendship. I'm just annoyed by the fact that we've all been friends for so long and now I'm being, like, not left out, but, like, kind of feeling this way. And I just don't know. Like, I don't want to end these friendships particularly, but at the same time, I just feel like I'm not being valued as a friend anymore in the way they're acting. I feel like I'm not explaining this right, but I hope that makes sense. But if you just have any advice on, like, how to deal with this and, like, I don't know, maybe if it just needs some time for them to adjust to living together and then they'll go back to being sane, normal people or, like, what it is. But if you have any advice, that'd be great. I think she's jealous. <laughs> I was going to say. She says she's not, but I think yeah. it's... I mean, she's feeling left out. Obviously, yeah. that sucks, but just feel blessed because mm-hmm. you do not want to live with your best friend no ever that will no. destroy a friendship mm-hmm. yeah and no not i'm not gonna say like their friendship is going to be destroyed but when she said like maybe i should just wait it out i'm like oh they're gonna get in a terrible fight and honestly they're gonna go it, to you it might be worse because then they're gonna go to you and then you're kind of gonna be in like the middle of that but i think it's a good thing that she doesn't live with them mm-hmm. i also think that I don't know how long they've been living together, but I do think your excitement with like being out like from the for the first time you're done with college, like you're like living on your own. It can be kind of just a very extra annoying life. Like I think when I first moved out to L.A., I'm like, God, I was this is like I I was so annoying. And then once you kind of settle into your routine, also once you're not I don't know, like when you're not in like a new city and you have your friends, you have everything established. You don't really have to try as hard to like go out and meet people and do all of this stuff that might like be coming across as extra. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I think also there's, there's like a, a struggle of, cause like I, I have like my childhood best friend, her and I, like that is who like is my best friend to this day. But there were so many people I had who were friends growing up that now as adults, we just kind of have a different friendship because you just grow up and become different people. And if you don't necessarily like who they're becoming, I don't think, I don't know. I I think you can, you can hope that maybe that's like not what they're going to be like forever. But also if it is, be okay and be happy with the fact that you don't live with them and that you can still maintain more of a long distance friendship with them. Also, I just think group chats need to die. I agree with that. Oh, I hate that. There's not, nothing gives me more anxiety than Mm-mm. a group chat. Mm-mm. And suddenly you go from, I'm already have like 27 unread text messages at all times. And then it goes to like 245. It's I'm insane. Like, I don't want to know, especially when people like live close together and you don't live there. And you're mm-hmm. like, like, hey, are we going to be grabbing like lunch here today? I'm like, just, just for text message. Right. All my friends do bits. So it's, it's literally 200 unread messages and I'm like no this is the same joke over and over but back to yeah back to that sorry back to that yeah I don't I you have to communicate you Mm -hmm. have to tell them that you're feeling left out otherwise they're not gonna realize because they're so wrapped up in their own shit Mm -hmm. which that's where we all are but they're having fun like if it annoys you 
think about why it annoys you so much. Is it because you're left out or is it because you just don't like them as people? Yeah. Because if you don't like them as people, don't talk to them anymore. Yeah. But if you feel left out, you have to tell them. Some people just need to know that, you know, I, mm-hmm. I moved in with somebody that I wasn't best friends with, but I knew and my best friend got really yeah. jealous. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm your best friend in that situation. Okay. Anytime my best friend meets new people, I'm like, who are they? I hate them. Okay. <laughs> well, I was like, I can't live with you because mm-hmm. we would kill each other. Mm-hmm. So I need to live with somebody that I'm not super close with. And it's just worked out for the best. Yeah. I think also figuring out when you go into that conversation, figuring out also on your own, what would make you feel better? Because for me, a group chat would make me feel more left out. Like there are sometimes yeah. I'm like, I don't want to know. You th- you might think including me in all of these conversations makes me feel like I'm there, but all it does is make me have FOMO. So I think if you can figure out, or maybe you do want to be included in more things. So, you know, like, so you just feel like, you know, what's happening constantly. I would say just try and figure out those offer up some suggestions because I think it'd be hard for your friends too because I don't think they're doing this on purpose at all. So if you just come to them and you're like, I am, I'm feeling shitty about this, that's it. Try and come with some things that you feel like might make you feel a little bit better about it. And then um, I would say also, I think when you visit friends or you visit really anybody when you when there's a really long period when you don't do it often there's a really long period of time there can be so much pressure on like oh we have one weekend we haven't seen each other in like seven months or like almost a year and we have this like one weekend to have so much fun you it just puts a lot of pressure on it so maybe if you guys can have like a a weekly like facetime or skype dates you just you can kind of feel like you're, you're still in communication with them as opposed to putting all this pressure on like one weekend and then not having a good time. And then also I would say building and fostering and ke- keeping the friendships. You guys can all be friends, but also focusing on like your separate friendships with each of them. And so you can be, I don't know, it's, I would find it really annoying if I was asking my friend like, oh, like, how's your date? Like, have you been dating anyone? And then the other friend chimes in. It's like, oh, my God, did you tell her about this, this and this? And you're like, oh, I'm like behind on this. Mm -hmm. So maybe even if you are technically behind because you're not there to get the information day to day, it might be nice to kind of keep them separate. So and they also probably would like that, too, because who doesn't love like retelling a funny story to someone who hasn't heard it before? That's true. And without someone interjecting being like, I've heard this one. Yeah. So I feel like that's what I would say. But I think you're right that she has to. Just to say something. Otherwise, it's just going to be resentment building up and building up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Good one. Okay. Mm. Next one. Hi. Um, I am 20 years old, and I have a boyfriend we've been dating for about seven months now, and I love him so much. We are so great together, um, except for one, one thing is that he's an extrovert, and I'm an introvert. He is someone that needs to be social and go to group parties and talk with a big group of people. And I'm the complete opposite. I don't need to do that, nor do I really want to do that. And it's just causing a problem in a relationship because, uh, like, when we go to parties, he, um, when, when I go with him, I don't have much to talk with, mostly because his friends are much older than me. He's only 23, but his, his some of his friends are in their 30s, and I have nothing to relate to with them and I feel very awkward I don't really feel like talking with them and I feel uncomfortable and the other day I read some of his messages on his phone I know I shouldn't have done that but we talked about it he's not mad um 
and him and his friend were talking about how I was really weird and quiet and how she can't understand why he would be with me. I'm and I'm young and I'm clinging because I lost my virginity to him. And I was like a sad puppy falling around and it was incredibly hurtful, you know, and I just am not sure what to do. We talk about it a lot. We do have good communication. I just, I don't know where the compromise can be. And I would really like your advice. This is really one of the main things in a relationship that makes it more difficult. So I just need help. Oh my God! That Friends my cunt. heart. Yeah, fuck that friend. Oh, yeah. I wonder what her boyfriend Why? said about that because, I mean, obviously my initial reaction is you read his text messages because also, I mean, I've definitely read my boyfriend's text messages and I like found what I was looking for, which like you know what I mean. <laughs> I know, like when yeah. you're like pissed about something, you're like, well, I'm doing this. No, like if I'm if I'm wanting to read this is because I know something's up. Um, but like I just I'm curious what he said about that because that's just. That's just such a, A, it's a shitty friend to him. Like, that's not, Yeah. I mean, I don't love all of my friends, significant others. And like, I'll talk shit about with other people, but like, I would never be like, Liv, you're so, I fucking hate your girlfriend or I hate your boyfriend. Yeah. I would never say that kind of stuff. So I'm curious what he said to that. um, Because I don't know. I, I think uh, it's like an unpopular, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of torn between a couple things. If his friend said that, if him and his friend didn't, I don't know. Like, I don't know where his friend got all of that information too. Like, oh, she lost your virginity to you. Like, that's why she's kind of like this. To me, that gives me a red flag that like your boyfriend's saying things, which, and I hate saying that, but you're seven months into it. And that's, I don't know. That's not, that would freak me out about like him. And I also think that I'm like an introverted extrovert. So like I like attention when I know it's coming and like when I've planned it, (laughs) but I don't like if I don't want, if I'm not in the mood for that or I don't know it's coming, I hate it. Like then I feel very uncomfortable. So I'm like, I don't drink. I don't party. I'm I'm not, I don't love going out and I'm so the opposite of spontaneous. Like if someone's like, you want to go do something right now? I'm like, no, I need at least 45 minutes to like mm-hmm. mentally prepare and like lay on the floor. I'm like, you're going to talk to people, Megan. It's going to be fine. Yeah. So I, I am kind of you in that situation where like my boyfriend's much more of a, oh, he's also like a guy. So he can like, I'm at home in a sheet mask and sweatpants. He's like, hey, you want to like roll over to a bar with a couple of my friends in five minutes? I'm like, like clearly no. no. I'm done. Like, Hello, I mean, like, look at my face. Ex- I'm done. <laughs> exactly. Okay. I have like a panda sheet mask on. I'm like, yeah, no, 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 not about that. <laughs> Only if I can go in the sheet <laughs> exactly. mask, baby. <laughs> so um, I understand that kind of like tension there. And so my advice to that would automatically be, you guys both just need to meet each other halfway and find find a way that you can feel a little more comfortable, like whether that's like smaller settings and isn't uh, like bars or parties and things like that. Or if you can, yeah, just like meet people in smaller settings and talk to them there or find a couple of his friends that you do like. And then he also just needs to not be as hard as you on you about that and can kind of like cut you some slack where both of you just make the effort because I think, yeah, I mean, I'm, it's, it's, I don't know, like being more introverted is is not something that it's something that you can fight you can, you can just like make steps towards being a more social introvert but it doesn't you're not going to turn into an extrovert so like you both just need to manage each other's expectations and he's also just not going to he's going to always want you to like probably hang out with his friends and do stuff like that but like be understanding of like what your limitations are and you need to figure out what you feel comfortable with but also at the same time I'm like this 
I'm a little wary of the relationship just in general if his friend said something like that. And I don't know. And if, if this has also been an issue for a while, I don't know. I don't know how much either of you are willing to compromise. And if neither of you are willing to compromise, then it's just not, it's just not going to work. Yeah. He needs to respect your boundaries, first of all, because I know exactly what it's like to be in a situation where you're just like, I need to get out of here Mm -hmm. because I'm not, I'm feeling so uncomfortable right now. And the person that I was with was just like, I want to stay. Like, why are you bringing me down? And it's like, it's not about you. Mm -mm. Like, do you stay? I'm going to go. Like, Mm -hmm. you just need to find a compromise, like you said. But what I actually like to do, this little life hack, I like to bring a friend Mm -hmm. with me to something that I know I might be uncomfortable Mm -hmm. not know anyone. That way I have somebody to go to and talk to if things get awkward or weird. And I I always bring my extroverted friend Mm. so they can do all the talking smart and they make you look good yeah always oh that's a good idea I keep bringing my other introverted friend but we also have a good time I mean that's good too I mean either way just (laughs) have somebody that you can talk to and relate to throughout the night so you don't feel like shit about yourself because it's so unfair that your boyfriend Mm -hmm. puts you in situations with people you're not comfortable around yeah and expects you to be there another thing and I I know you're probably not going to want to hear this but don't go through the phone messages because here's the thing Think about how much shit you talk with your friends about mm-hmm. your boyfriend. And mm-hmm. if he'd heard those things that you'd say, I mean, at least me, oh, I know. Totally. When I get together with my girls, we talk shit about the dudes we're seeing. <laughs> yeah. Like straight up, everybody talks shit about each yeah. other. And that is our right as human beings. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you're going to see or hear things you're not going to want to, you're yeah. not going to like very much. So yes, it absolutely sucks to hear. And maybe, maybe you needed to know that his best friend mm-hmm. is not fond of you. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing. Now, yeah. you know, like, oh, these are the people I'm, I, I was uncomfortable around this person for a good reason. Yeah. You so know? you're not, you didn't feel like you were crazy of being like, and your boyfriend's telling you like, no, 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 no. They like you. Don't worry about it. And at least now, you know, being like, okay, cool. Fuck you. You're a douche. Let me go talk to these other people. Yeah. I also I, think focusing on, I don't know, like when you have a conversation with him, And you figure out what are the situations that are going to make you the least uncomfortable. And if he's still pressuring you, the thing that I, because I have so many friends in this situation, because I'm also just attracted to like friends who are also introverts, where I'm like, oh, you like to stay at home? Same. And we all end up dating guys who are like way bigger extroverts. Explaining it to him in the sense of, it's not, I know it's fun for, for you. It's fun for me to be there. But if I'm not having fun, you shouldn't be having fun dragging me to something that I'm miserable at. Like he shouldn't be, it shouldn't be at the expense of your, it, yeah, it's like the idea that someone wants you there because it really means a lot to them. If it really makes you super uncomfortable, that should not feel good to them. They should feel super guilty and also uncomfortable for putting you in a situation like that. So I think in those like extreme cases, which I brought up to like my boyfriend, I'm like, if it's like a raging party, I'm, there's just no chance in in hell I'm going to have fun. If it's like a smaller group of people, like, yeah, I can really work hard at it. But like, I'm really uncomfortable around like a lot of people who are crazy, like wasted and drunk. So no matter what, this is going to be like my hot, like this is like the, the, um, Thick black line, whatever it's called. What is it called? Deal breaker or not deal breaker. <laughs> I, I like know. thick black thick line. Thick black line. Yeah. <laughs> line they cross. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, that's something that like, that's my threshold. Like I'm never going, like that's something I can't ever get past. So if you can kind of figure that out and help him out in that sense, because it also might feel like to him that you just hate every social situation in general. And it can feel a little, yeah, I don't know. It can feel like a little bit like there is no work to do and nowhere to go from that. I think you can both be a little more sympathetic to the other. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then I'm with you on the reading of the messages. I mean, if you if you feel like something's really off and you feel then like they're not being honest with off. you, trust your gut. Mm-hmm. You're probably right. Yeah. And maybe ask, confront mm-hmm. and say, can I see your messages? Yeah. You know, and if they have nothing to hide, they'll show you. Exactly. And also, I think it's when it comes to like, you know, cheating and like those crazy things, but also the shit talking that what we're saying that we do with like our friends so much of the time it's it's not actual either it's an actual issue I've already brought up with my significant other that I'm talking about with my friends or it's something that's so minuscule that I would never bring up so yes. it's not that important yeah so then putting too much stress on those things think about all like the random things you would complain about like there's one of my boyfriend's t-shirts I fucking hate and I was like talking to my friends <laughs> and I'm like I fucking hate this shirt so bad but if he saw this it's not like oh this isn't this isn't something that like plagues me on the day to day like yeah. I saw a guy on The Bachelor wearing a similar shirt and I was like Ugh, I fucking hate this shirt yeah so it's not putting too much um emphasis on that because it also as much as I said yeah. it could have been your like your boyfriend might have said something to yeah, his friend. Yeah everybody needs to vent yeah. and I wouldn't really take it out on his friend. Take it yeah. out on your boyfriend because he's the one who's been t- t- telling your friend right. all the shit. Clearly. Right. And How I else think- would they know that you lost your virginity to him? He had yeah. to tell exactly. them. He had to tell them and they're just trying to be a good friend to to your mm-hmm. boyfriend that's yeah. what they're trying to do they're trying to say hey buddy I, I relate to you I feel you yeah. here's how I can here's my solution to you mm-hmm. I guess but you know we all do it, so... Yeah. But you do need to confront. And you said you have good communication with him. So then, yeah, you confront him about it, and then you work past it. Yeah. I That's got good. faith in you. Yeah. On to the next call. Hey, Megan. Um, I won't bother saying my name, because you'll just have to edit it out later. But I'm 24, and I'm calling because I want your input. So, I met a guy at the gym. I've been going to the same bougie gym since I was, like, 13, and this is pretty much the only attractive guy I've ever seen there. I finally decided to woman up and chat with him. We hit it off. All the usual flirty texting stuff. Maybe day two, he slyly mentioned something into the conversation about his other half. To which I asked him follow-up questions and, well, he's married, technically. Oh, and then after that, he drew and he also has a kid. I'm cool with the baby, but the wife was something I was not expecting. Our conversation shifted, new topic, but it always still had a flirty tone. We see each other regularly because we go to the gym at the same time. Long story short, without getting into all the details, one day we had a conversation in the parking lot, which turned into a makeout and has since turned into, well, more. I know it's messed up, but when you find someone you click with so well, you don't really think about all that. Aside from our well situation he is actually a really good person like he's kind of a goody two-shoes type of person his marriage itself sounds like a shit show they've split up before we're headed toward divorce they only got married because it seemed like the right thing to do and thought that they would be fine after a rocky relationship going into it he's openly said that it takes two people to make it work and it's not there between them they don't have a connection that a young married couple should The only thing they're on the same page about and actively communicate about is what comes to be necessary. He literally refers to his household as feeling like roommates. They don't hate each other, but they don't act like a couple. We can pretty much discuss everything, and I told him I'm not a fan of the wife thing and that he'll need to get his shit together and make a decision sooner rather, rather than later. He said he's unhappy, but the only thing really holding him back is the baby because that's his world, which I get where he's coming from, but his logic behind it is driven by being comfortable instead of just biting the bullet. 
He's going to be gone for work for the next few months, and there'll be limited connection and communication between us. By no means am I waiting for him. I have my own life to live, and I fully plan on embracing the goals that I've been working toward. I've never really been in this situation before, so I guess just tell me what you think from an outsider looking in. Am I blinded by this connection, or is it something maybe worth coming back to when he is home? And I guess giving, like, an ultimatum. Thanks in advance. Love you. Megan, did you see that movie last year that came out? It was called Get Out. <laughs> get the fuck get out the of there. Get the fuck out. That is so horrible. Dude, yeah. get out. It's so rude. He I has just, a life. Get out of there. Yeah, I think like I ugh, like it's just as he you're only here. It's just it's so hard for me because I'm like you're hearing only one side of it. Like you are hearing a man saying our marriage is dead. Everything's all this, all this stuff is over. Like we're just like roommates. You're not hearing her side of this. Mm. Like you have no idea. He's and her telling- side of it is probably, <sighs> oh, we're so happy together. Yeah. Honestly, that's some serious bullshit. It's and He's feeding you bullshit. There mm-hmm. is, I don't know a single like... I don't know a single woman who would be like, oh, yes, my my I am comfortable in my relationship as roommates with my husband and we have a baby and this is just fine. Like, that's just such a male spun story of being like, no. Yeah. I mean, like, we're more like roommates. It's fine. Everything. Everything he's saying to you, as you can hear it, nothing of this, everything he's saying is to make you feel like there is a whole, like this is what guys do. They make, they paint a picture of a nasty, a nasty person, a nasty wife. And she's crazy. That girl's crazy. Don't trust her. And then you break up with him and you find out she's the coolest. Yes. Mm. Have you ever seen the movie, The Other Woman? Like they all become friends and that could have been, you could be friends with this woman. Like there's just, he's, he's creating this idea that there is this hole and this space and that it's okay. And that everything's justified. And he's saying that because he knows that that's going to make you feel like this is okay. If he didn't say any of that, if you just put it on paper, which is the facts that this is a married man who is still with his wife, not only is he still with his wife, he's still living with his wife and they have a baby. Like those are the facts that matter. It doesn't matter that he's a good guy. It doesn't matter that him, like his, his like relationship isn't good because you're not a part of their relationship. Like that's not, you don't get to join in in him being like, oh, I don't like this. I'm unhappy. You don't get to give him the satisfaction of being like, oh, I can be in a relationship and have a kid and all this stuff. And he, when he's saying it takes two people to work on it, well, he is 50% of that relationship and he's not working on it. He's, he's hooking up with somebody else. And also even the fact that you found out that he was married because he referred to his wife as his other half. Exactly. (laughs) He was just testing the waters to see if you would be okay with it. And you clearly are. Mm -hmm. So stop. He's just telling you what you want to hear. Also, you're kind of being an asshole. Like, I hate to be the one to tell you this. Like, normally I would say it's the dudes. Like, whoever is cheating, it's their fault, obviously. But And you're like, I'm okay with the baby situation. It's like, you're literally breaking apart a family. Like, that's... How would you feel if somebody did that to you? Mm -hmm. Maybe think about that because it's it's not just one person you're hurting. It's a unit. Yeah. And there's also something that like the idea that you can't deny a connection, like we have a heart, but we also have a fucking brain. (laughs) Like that's why you have to think through those decisions of being like, I'm all for 
this is like a lot of tough love and you're probably gonna never listen to the podcast again, whatever. I'm all for like living selfishly, but there's a point where it's living recklessly and hurting other people. Like when you wanna live selfishly and be like, you know what, I'm gonna like sleep with some people and I am going to like not listen to society telling me that I'm being a whore. Like I'm gonna like pursue a career that I've always wanted, even though it's not safe. I'm going to do these things for me. I'm going to take a trip to like by myself, but I'm going to have sleep with a married man who has a baby that's not living selfishly and like living life for yourself. That is knowing some really terrible things and still making a bad decision in spite of that. Like you can't plead that you didn't know. You can't plead ignorance with that. And like you're saying, it's tearing apart a family and you don't know, you can never know anybody else's situation. And if you had hooked up with him and found out later, I think you would have felt betrayed, but because he let you in and made you feel like, here, I'm giving you this information. It's digestible. It makes sense. And now you're, you can make the decision and you, you did the, you did, you did the thing. Yeah. You did the deed. And now it's, it's something that you, you're sympathizing with him and his situation when in reality, if he had never told you, you'd call this guy a fucking scumbag. Yeah. Because I- you wouldn't trust him. But somehow because he told you these things that feel personal and intimate, you then feel like you can trust him. Yeah. Also, I think you're being a little naive in that, like, if he's, if he cheats on his wife while he has a baby, he's probably going to cheat again. mm -hmm. Also, he's technically cheating on you too with his wife. Like, I just, I don't know. I think a cheating situation is always messy. No matter how you feel about it, it just like really fucks people up. The people... Like the think about the baby. The, that kid's gonna grow up saying like my father cheating mm-hmm. on my. Depending on if they stay together or not. Like maybe you guys end up together. Who yeah. knows? That kid is gonna be like, oh yeah, my dad's a scumbag. My dad cheated on my mom with mm-hmm. this woman. Now I have this resentment for this woman my yeah. whole life. Yeah, which has happened to a Ooh. friend of mine. So it's like yeah, she yeah. she has some strong issues with that shit. It's really messed up. And also, I think he's breadcrumbing you. Like, I think mm-hmm. he's saying, I'm going away for three months. No, that there's going on vacation. Their yeah, family's probably, it's like a, fam- they're probably seeing a family. They're the Yeah, it's something where it's like, oh, I need space from her, but I don't want her to, me- like, mm-hmm. to mess my shit up. So I'm just going to say, hey, I'm, you yeah, know, and yeah. he's going to slowly inch away from you. Yeah. So Wife be might careful. be onto it a little bit. That and too- she might be. Mm-hmm. And so he's holding you all alpha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. arm's length into things quiet down. And I also think like there, I'm I, I'm not really a huge believer in soulmates or whatever, but I do, I, I know what a couple of parents of like kids that I grew up with, um, the man was married to a woman. And then while he was dating her, he fa- fell in love with another man and they got divorced and those people ended up together. Both the men ended up together. And I think there is something like, yeah, you can be with someone in a relationship and then meet somebody else and be like, wow, I'm very much interested in them. But if he was so fucking into you and so interested in you and his marriage was deteriorating, he would have enough respect also for you to never bring you into that situation. Yeah. And be like, oh, I'm a stand up guy. I'm a goody two shoes. I'm a great dude. I'm going to end this relationship because not only is it terrible and great, I see this potential in somebody else. And even if it doesn't work out with this other person, that's how if he was if this relationship was really dead, he would have ended it without the guarantee or a promise of another relationship on the other like on the other end of it. Like you would need to end it uh, on its own. And then whatever happens from there, like that will be great. But right now it's just like he was just testing the water to see if you'd be OK with it. He's never going. To, I mean, I doubt he would leave his wife. Yeah. And if he did, it, he's comfortable enough to cheat on a wife and a baby and then 
And all, yeah, yeah. It's also just like you guys went to the gym together and you've always thought he was cute. It's not like this is your best friend that you've realized you've had feelings for. Like this yeah. is, he clearly, this is clearly brought on by both of you being attracted to each other. And that's not a lasting connection for a guy who's willing to like fuck over his family to be with somebody who he only knew, he's only gotten to know recently. Yeah. Can I be straight up? My ex cheated on me. He had an emotional affair for three months with this woman who lived in Vancouver. And the way I found out was so shitty, but I ended up getting the screenshots from some of their conversations Mm. and he was just talking shit about me to her. And it was so fucked up. It's like, how can you ever come back from that? And here's the, here's the kicker. I thought everything was fine in our relationship and I was happier than ever. Mm -hmm. So I like really had no idea. So if he's saying like, it's like my wife's like a roommate. Yeah. She might she, be like, everything's great. I have such a happy going family. Going home having sex with her every night. Like, yeah. You, like, you never know. Like, he could just be feeding you some bullshit. Yeah. And I also, I don't know how much you also actually like him. If he has, a, like, the wife thing, it's like, you're like, should I give him an ultimatum? You already seem like kind of just living in the moment with this. But if you were like head over heels for a guy and he was married and going home to a wife and a life that they had built together every day, that would eat me alive. Mm -hmm. That would fucking kill me. And I wouldn't be okay with the fact that he had like that there was like a baby that was like being torn apart. I wouldn't be okay with the fact that he wasn't like doing anything to really leave it. Mm -hmm. I think you also need to like evaluate how much you actually care for him because if you really if either of you both really did care for each other you'd never want to let you never want to let your significant other be a terrible person and makes mistakes and if you really care about somebody you want to do everything in your power to protect them from fucking up and Mm -hmm. from hurting themselves and hurting other people so I think if you're both okay with just both of you being homewreckers it's kind of like you don't think that highly of each other like it's like he he thought that this is something that you would do and you were like this is something that he would do clearly you both don't really have the highest opinion of each other which I don't think is or you belong together (laughs) that's right you guys should go off and be happy together then (sighs) just let yeah and also there's something that I hate that like and I've said this like I've 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 said I've been in the same situation, like emotional cheating with an ex and all that stuff. And it's terrible. But there's also something that's about when somebody else doesn't know, it's like that idea of like, oh, what doesn't know won't hurt them. That's not true. Because when someone needs to know all the information, because then you get that that person gets a voice and an input. Mm -hmm. If him, if he's saying, oh, no, this is all dead or this is fine. And then he's turning around and saying something to her or if even he if he wanted to make it work with her she doesn't know that he's doing all of this stuff. And if she knows all of this stuff, maybe she wouldn't want to make it work with him. So the idea that you can just aid him along in letting him do this and letting him like be a part of this like web of lies, Mm. you're taking away the other half of that person's like choice in this relationship. Like if he really does have these issues, he needs to face them head on with her. He just can't coast along with having a wife and a side piece and a baby. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just like... If he really wanted to be with you, he would end it with her. Mm -hmm. He would have ended it with her before, like you guys ever did anything, because he would never have wanted to put you in a position of resentment. Because also, what if he does end it with her? And then what if he regrets it and his relationship with his kid is completely fucked and she gets full custody? Whose fault is that? In his mind, that's your fault. Like you did that. You're the one who did all of that. 
good point. Uh, goodbye. You will never listen to the podcast again. <laughs> but <laughs> starting to throw shade, for but it. yeah, we've you been did. hurt. So, so yeah. And you also, know. if you do listen to this podcast ever again, I would like to hear what happens. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like you're never going to. Fingers crossed, though. You asked for it. Okay, guys, we're going to go on a quick break and then we'll be right back. This episode of Don't Blame Me is brought to you by me promoting us on iTunes. I'm a hoe for iTunes. Aren't we all? Uh, so, guys, uh, I love when you guys leave fantastic reviews on the Apple Podcast app slash iTunes. It really means a lot to me. I enjoy reading them. I enjoy reading them so much that I'm going to pull some up on my phone right now to give you guys some shout outs. Also, this is a great place on the podcast app to tell me what your episodes have been your favorite, who, what guests have been your favorite, what guests you'd like to come back on. Lily Marston, anybody? I'm thinking she needs to come back on again. The title of this is Been Watching from the Start, which means so fucking much to me, which also means, I mean, actually, we recorded it on video from the beginning. So I was like, maybe she didn't, but she did. She's not lying. Um, I've been tuning in constantly since your first episode and I've absolutely fallen in love. I binge listened to the first few while I was sick on a 13-hour plane ride. That's fucking terrible. And I'm not lying when I say that your podcast and Big Little Lies, which you talked about a lot on your podcast, got me through the trip. Now, over a year later, you got me through another long plane ride that I had a fever on. At home, I listen to you when I run. And if I'm being honest, that's the only reason I'm actually motivated to go outside or work out. Your topics can change from some serious moral disagreement with a caller to literally talking about someone's penis being ripped. And it all somehow lessens the pain of going on a jog. Your advice is always really good. The banter you have with your guests always has me laughing. I really do learn a lot while listening. Thanks and keep up the great work. <gasps> thank you so much. That means a lot. Also, I feel so bad for you. Some treacherous fucking plane rides so uh thank you so much to whoever wrote that review and if you guys left reviews on the podcast app again like i said it would mean a lot to me that's an opportunity for you to kind of vocalize how you feel and what you want to see more of guests you like and all of that stuff because i definitely do read them when i have bad days and i don't book auditions i won't name drop the one i didn't just book because everyone watches it <laughs> so fun um so yeah guys uh leave us some reviews on the apple podcast app five stars only like an uber and now back to the episode. Okay, guys, we are back from our break and we're going to hop into some more calls. Hi, Megan. I'm a big time, long time listener. I'm a huge fan. Um, I am dealing with something that's like super tough. I don't know what to do. So my boyfriend and I have been together for about just under a year and we love each other very, very much. Like, talking about marriage and everything I'm 21 he's 24 um and we just found out that there is apparently he has a kid that he did not know about um back when he was 17 years old so you know like seven years ago um was slept with a with a girl and then they she got pregnant and didn't tell him. And um, I ended up dating somebody right after they broke up and they, you know, after they slept together. And I guess she just assumed that that guy was the father of the baby. But now it turns out they realize, like, oh, no, that's not the father. Um, and it's 
time to do a DNA test, and she was, like, trying to figure out who she had slept with at that time. And they did a DNA test, and it turns out it is my boyfriend. And so it's just, like, you know, I love him, and I support him, and I'm here for him. But it's, like, I don't know how to... I don't, I don't really know how to feel about it or how to talk about it to him. Um, I don't know really what to do as, as his girlfriend and where I play a role in this or even if I play a role in this. Um, and, you know, it's just it's weird knowing that this person that I love so much and care about so deeply has, like, a part of him that is, like, seven years old out in the world somewhere that is his kid and you know he and I was talking about like us having kids together one day but it's hard to imagine another kid in that equation um that is a classic Luke and Lorelai situation (laughs) shitty April comes along ruins everything science (laughs) (laughs) with her brain smart fucking kid um they did the wrong thing in that situation. Luke and Lorelai. I yeah, mean, they true. pushed each other away yeah, and they should have been Luke should have welcomed her in. Like Luke should have I mean Luke should have let Lorelai be a part of it. Yeah. Uh I think it's the same I think it's the same situation. I think it's just like Yeah. Ooh, that's so rough for both of you and it's no one's fault, you know? Yeah. Except the girl who didn't tell. Like And him for getting her pregnant. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, yes. But also but like it it's, takes two people to have sex. Yeah. It does. I also yeah. think it's seventeen though, too. I'm like, yeah. you you know at this point you're supposed to like use birth control, right? Like some people don't. I, oh, I like to be totally honest, I don't know what I would do if like I found out my boyfriend had a kid with somebody else. It would be the the thing is, it's like it's this is so much harder for him than it's going to be for you because mm-hmm. there is that kind of guilt of being like, not only was he not there for the first seven years of his kid's life, if the mom doesn't want him involved, then he's not really going to be present. And that looks bad on him, not her, for that kid. Mm-hmm. And it's a missing out on a lot of things. Like when you think about you wanting a family and you wanting kids with him and all that stuff, you have to think about that he and he says he wants the same things with you. It's not that he would like wanted them with this woman, but it's knowing that there's a kid going around where those memories that he's excited for, for you guys to have together with your kid, there's a kid that is half of his DNA that he missed out on those moments for. Mm -hmm. So I think you need to cut him. I think you just need to be a really supportive of him and really vocal and don't be like Luke and Lorelai and not talk about it because Mm -hmm. then it becomes a, oh, this is a my thing that we don't get to talk about. But I think if you can just be like, hey, uh, and and if this is true, if this is something that you can't get past, okay. But if it is because you really care about him being like, hey, this is, I, I don't even know how you must be feeling right now. I love you so much. I want you to know that like, I'm here to support you, What whatever you want to do. I think that you are a great guy. I don't think you should feel guilty for any of this. It's totally like a surprise and it's a lot on your plate, but like I'm here as your partner to like support you in navigating this. And I, I would love to be as involved or as little, as much or as little involved as whatever you and his mom would like. But I think that you, I think that you know how to be a stand-up guy here and 
and like really step up to the plate. And I think that's, I don't know. I think that, have you watched Queer Eye yet? Mm -hmm. It's like Karamo found out he got a girl pregnant when he was like 16, like 25 years late. No, not 20. Yeah. Not 25 years later, like 16 years later. Yeah. So he was like 25 and found out that he had a son who now he's legally adopted his son when he was 25 and his son's half brother who he's not even blood related to. Yeah. And I think, I think like that's obviously like who knows, your boyfriend's probably not going to like, you know, adopt these kids. But I also think, I think it's important for him to have a conversation with the mom about what his, if he has a role in it or what kind of role that he has. And it's your job to, I think like be, just be really supportive, but then also really enforce the communication because it's like, it's like a child sized wedge that can be between you two if it's not something that you guys are really allowed to talk about. Yeah. I would also say, I know this is such a tough situation. Maybe this is a tough thing to hear, but you're so young. Like you need to figure out if, is, is this what you really Mm -hmm. want to, because it's not too late for you to get out of it. Like if you're not feeling this. And it's also not like, this is a crazy situation. This isn't something that you have to deal with. And it's not something that you'll probably ever come across again. Like it's not one of those, yeah, it's not (laughs) one of those relationship things that you're like, well, no matter where I go in a relationship, this is something that I'm going to have to deal with. Yeah. I think it's also, yeah, if it's too much, I think that's okay because she's 21. She's 21. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's not, you know, if you're like, you know, your head over heels, you're you're like, this is the one and you are supportive. It's not too late. You know, you can, you're still going to have your marriage and your kids together. Like that's still going to be a thing. That's not something that's just going to go away. Like he's not going to forget about you guys and your life together. But if he, you know, decides to be part of this kid's life, you're going to have to, you know, be part of it too. Mm -hmm. So you have to figure out, is that what you want? Yeah. And also like, so I am, I have a half brother who's significantly older than me. And even I can say like, as growing up, like it was, I felt super jealous anytime that like my dad would be visiting him or doing anything like that. But I think that's better than the alternative of just pretending like it never happened. Like easily I could not address that. I, like I, I, it's, it's just one of those things that like family situations can be really sticky, but it's, it's, I, it's a problem that he needs to face. And I think if he decides that he doesn't want to face this and wants to be not a part of this kid's life on his own accord and everything like that, I think you need to kind of pay attention to that because that's who you want to be the father of your kids. Mm. I think however he decides to handle the situation is kind of how he's going to be a parent in the future. Because what if you got pregnant? How is he going to step up to the plate? Like, it doesn't really matter when. Like, that idea that like, oh, well, when I'm mature and ready to be like a parent and a father, like, that's when I can do it, but I can't be it right now he already didn't have to do it for the first seven years. Like if he's, if he's not willing to do anything and everything that he can and the the mom is wanting him to do, I think you need to, it, it shouldn't be a moment of relief of being like, great, cool. This is something in our past we don't have to address. That's like, oh, this is the guy that when I get pregnant, he's supposed to stay there for me, with me through the whole thing. So I think just really going into it with that mindset. Um, and also you, yeah, you, you she might be great you guys might have all end up just like being nice and friendly and cool but I think you have to he needs to really act on it and you need to support whatever he ends up doing agreed fucking insane damn 
Would love a callback on that one too. Yeah. Would really love to, to know. Okay. Should we go on to the next one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, Megan. So about two months ago, my best friend committed suicide. Um, I'm 14 years old, by the way. So um, I have been told a lot of ways to grieve, and I am in a good place right now. But something that's hard for me is that I often find it difficult when I'm in a group situation with people who also knew her um, whenever I want to bring her up because one of the main things for me is that I really wanted to keep her memory alive. But I know that everyone has a different grieving process, and now that so much time has passed or you know, quite a bit of time has passed. I feel a little bit more uncomfortable bringing her up because for people that are in a better place right now, I don't want to make them feel bad by reminding them of her. But, you know, she's still always on my mind. And even when I'm happy, she's on my mind. So I guess um, the advice that I'm seeking is, is it selfish to bring her up in conversation, even in a nice way if I want to share a memory? Um, is it still okay to talk about her? And is it okay to still, like, talk about her death death um even after time has passed um because i'm kind of torn because i obviously want to move on and be happy but then i also don't want to ever forget about her and it just feels kind of rough that it's been a while since i've talked to her and even since we've all talked about her together because that first one happened you know there was we were all sitting together a lot and talking about her and stuff and now it just kind of feels like no one's doing anything and i get it but like i don't know just also since you're someone unbiased and that isn't in this whole situation, maybe do you also have any advice for grieving? So yeah, those are my two main questions. Like, is it okay to still bring her up and how, and do you have any advice for grieving? Bye. Oh. Yes, it's okay yeah. to talk. I, I'm pretty sure everybody still has her on their minds. So mm-hmm. I think it's probably a really good way to all grieve together. Yeah. I, I couldn't not, you know, is your best mm-hmm. friend. How could you just not? But I'd also recommend maybe going to a therapist and talking to them about or a grief counselor. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, you don't want to like get over it, but it's just it's important to tell people how you're feeling. Yeah. I think everybody grieves really differently. So talking to like a grief counselor or a therapist, I think is really important. And I already think you're doing better than you think you are because you want to talk about like the happy memories that you have of her. And that's kind of when you can get to the point where you can just appreciate the life that she had. Um, And I would say also, like, I think a lot of people feel very, very uncomfortable talking about death. But I think it is something that people should talk about more. And especially when you guys are grieving, like you said, like keeping all of that in and not saying something like that's a really heavy thing you guys had to deal with and you guys had to deal with it together. And maybe it's about asking your friends, just being straight up with them and be like, hey, um, how like how are you feeling post all of this? Like, what's something that like I really want to talk about her? Like, is do any is anyone down to talk about her? Or is like if yeah. some people are like, I feel really like it just hurts me too much. I really don't want to talk about it. Then respecting that, too, because I get that you don't want to interfere with anyone else's like coping process. But just really being just at this point, like just super transparent with them and your friends and just asking them, hey, is anybody like anybody feeling this way that I can talk to with this? And then I would also like, yeah, just definitely talk to like a, a grief counselor or talk to a therapist or anything like that. And I think also reminding yourself that even if your friends don't really want to talk about it or they feel uncomfortable, it doesn't mean that they're over it or it doesn't mean anything like that. Like I had a friend pass away when I was in high school and it was fr- like just a random freak accident, but it, 
we, I was like in more of like the outskirts of his like circle of friends and his really, really, really close group of friends. They were the first people to start talking about him just casually. And it made it kind of okay for everybody else who wanted to like be able to talk about him to be like, oh, you, you as his closest friends have granted me permission to also share like, oh my God, he would have loved this. This is so funny. And doing things like that. I think that you guys can kind of take the first strides and steps of like what you guys are ready to talk about. Cause I think also, even if it's not your core group of friends, I, I think everybody around you is probably just waiting for you guys to kind of make the first move and establish what's okay and what's not. Cause nobody wants to hurt you or bring something up. So I think the more honest and transparent you can be, I think that was the greatest thing for, um, it was my friend's boyfriend and she, that was like the greatest thing for her was like, as soon as she started talking about him and we were all just like making jokes, she's like, oh my God, this is great because it's not like, I don't feel like everybody's walking on eggshells around me. I don't feel like I'm the only one grieving with this. She was like, I want to like laugh about how like he was an idiot sometimes. Like I want to be able to do that kind of stuff. And so I think, I think you guys kind of just, you, you and yourself need to like set the precedent of what you want. And then also you just talk to your friends about that. And then the more comfortable you guys can kind of be talking about it, the more everyone else around you too, I think will be able to just see what you want. Like you're, you, I don't know, you have the power in the situation of like how you want to go about this. And people, there are definitely people who are going to want to talk about it too. But again, people feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Especially the way it all went down because it wasn't just a freak accident. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure it's probably triggering to a lot of people. So I think you nailed it. It's just like asking, say, hey, do you want to talk about Mm -hmm. her today? Is it cool? There's stuff I just Mm -hmm. want to talk about. Yeah. They're probably questioning it too. Yeah. Yeah. I have the same questions that you have and they want to be careful, but they don't know how to bring it up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think everybody's just looking out for everyone else's feelings and not wanting, not wanting to yeah. And when you see someone happy, you're like, oh, I don't want to upset the situation. But just like you're saying, it's not always like going to damper to the mood. Sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, like how could we not mention this? Yeah. And so I think the more open you are with your friends, you'll be surprised by the amount of people that also feel the same way that you do. Fuck, that's so sad. And I'm so sad. sorry. I'm sorry. Oof. Okay. Should we go on to the next call? <laughs> yeah, it's producer's Producer's corner. corner. Okay. So uh, I'm going to perk up with my voice now. Um, so, uh, now we're going to producer's corner and producer's corner is where, uh, Mel will pick either, uh, a callback of somebody who has an update on their situation, or we will have somebody who will have listened to our podcast and heard the advice that we gave and excuse me, won't be be burping. Oh, it tastes like turkey burger. (laughs) (laughs) Can you smell it? (laughs) Yeah. Um, it'll be somebody who will call back in with their own advice or their feedback on, uh, some of the advice that we gave, which is usually pretty good because there's a lot of people who have surprisingly had some of the very similar, crazy, weird situations happen to them. Mm -hmm. So what do we have today? We've got an update today. (gasps) We have an update? Yes. No offense. These are my favorite. (laughs) So this is from um, the episode with Melvin Gregg. um, And this is the girl who has been with her boyfriend for eight years and then found out that he cheated on her two years ago. Oh, yeah. We were harsh. Yeah. Also, Melvin texted me yesterday and was like, your fans fucking hate me. (laughs) I was like, oh, it's okay, Melvin. You're cute. Hey, Megan. I'm the one with the boyfriend of eight years who cheated on me and then took two years to tell me. And I just wanted to update you with what's been going on. But first, I just wanted to um, clarify something 
like when I first spoke about how he was like there for me through what I was going through, through my eating disorder and all that, um, I was in no way trying to undermine that. I was more so trying to express the fact that I was feeling extra, um, God, what's the word? Uh, like, I don't know, blindsided, I guess after he cheated on me because he did something so amazing for me. I never in my wildest dreams imagined that he would do something so horrible. So that's, I don't know, that's just what I was trying to say in that, in that thing. So anyways, um, well, we had that discussion about whether or not we want to be single and like explore other things apart from us. Cause you know, you're right. Like we know nothing except each other and We've never really been single and we kind of decided that like we'd both be lying to ourselves if we had no curiosity about anything else like whatsoever. But that curiosity wasn't strong enough and isn't strong enough to like break our relationship. So we've decided to stay together and um, yeah, so far it's been the right decision. We're working on repairing our relationship and he's working really hard to earn my trust back and I'm really appreciative of him doing that and I've also thought a lot about what you said about me like figuring out what I want outside of him so I've been putting myself first in a lot of situations and doing things for myself like apart from our relationship of course I haven't been like with other people because I would never I would never even think about doing that but just in general just I've just been exploring hobbies and interests and just my own life outside of him and um so yeah and that's been going really well so I really 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 appreciate your advice and I really appreciate you answering my call and yeah thank you very much that's so sweet biggest sigh of relief I was like oh god oh god oh god I think it's good I think um I don't know I mean I think so much of the time so much of my advice is have it have to have a conversation have to have a conversation and there's two ways a conversation can end it can end up with in this situation I think both Melvin and I were kind of assuming or kind of yeah kind of assuming that both of you were going to want to be because they'd been together they're like they were the only each other like they've been together since they were like what 13 13 and they're yeah crazy in their 20s now mm-hmm. um and so I think we both kind of assumed that you would both be curious, but I, the one of the things I didn't think about and be curious but like to see other people. But one of the things I didn't think about was that you're, you both decided that you were curious to be with other people, but not, not enough to break up, which is something I didn't think, didn't think about, which I think if you guys are on the same page is great. And you're both, and now you both kind of know that you've addressed the elephant in the room of like, hi, we've been dating since we're 13. And like, mm-hmm. both of us have seen and been attracted to other people and so I think that's like as long as that's out in the open and it's good there's less resentment and kind of like fear of someone running away um it makes other people feel like makes you guys feel I don't know I would say more secure and I'm stoked he's earning your trust back and fuck yeah to hobbies I'm really glad I didn't totally fuck up your life also as she was saying she's like and then we I'm like oh did you break up and I was like did I give you advice to break up with your boyfriend and then you did it and then I'm feeling guilty but you didn't so yeah you guys made it work yeah good for you which I think is, yeah, every relationship has, you always will have to make it work. It's never going to be like smooth sailing all the time. But I think, I don't know, I'm definitely a little bit, uh, I'll admit that I'm a little bit judgmental of like relationships 
very young relationships that have lasted through a really older age um, because I've never heard success stories from them. But now hearing one that you guys, I don't know, have grown up together and it's actually working. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I think it's a good message. Mm -hmm. I also grew up in California where people don't date for a long time. (laughs) I've got a friend um, from high school um, and her and her boyfriend have been together since they were like in sixth grade. He was in seventh grade and they're married and have kids. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. So it does does. No, it totally does happen. And I think this is a great example of, of kind of the typical issues that you would face in a relationship that you've been together for that long and then moving past it in and staying together. As long as there's the honesty in the relationship, which Mm -hmm. it sounds like you guys now have, that's all that matters. So yeah. Happy for you. And there's less guilt too, because I think you'd probably feel very guilty for like you love the idea of someone like being like, I don't know. I mean, I don't love the, I, I'm fine with who was my first everything or they were different people, but like, I'm fine with that. But I think there can be, if we were still together, I'm sure I would hold like a much bigger sentimental attachment to it. And so I think you can then could kind of feel guilty if you ever were like, it's not that I don't appreciate this. I'm also just curious, which is the natural human nature. So I'm glad that both of you have admitted that to each other. So you can feel less terror. Like, yeah, you just like, don't feel like bad people for thinking about, you know, what other people would be like mm-hmm. when you have, if you have sex with them or not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, cool. Um, I'm so glad we had an update and, uh, yeah, that was cool. Thank you so much Brie, for being on this episode. Thanks for having me. You gave great advice. Thanks. I know. I hope so. <laughs> you did. You're equally as savage as I am, which makes me very happy. I've just been there. Like I've been there. So I know what it's like to be the other one, like not the other woman, but the one <laughs> yeah. who is getting deal with over. another yeah. woman. Mm-hmm. So I've been hurt, you guys. You know, <sighs> haven't we all? Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on. Where can thank people you. check you out on the internet or real life if yes. you want them to like come meet you and yeah. hang out with them? Kidding. Um, you know, Don't tell them if that. you want foot pics, <laughs> hit me up. It's at Brie Esrig on all socials. B R E E E. S-S-R-I-G. I know it's confusing. Oh, but. people sometimes think your name is Brie with three E's. Yeah, or they're like Brie Srig. <laughs> I'm like, Brie Srig. Yeah, what a mom. name. What thanks, a name. mom. Well, my real name's Brianna, but it's uh, yeah. just a lot, you know? Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. I'm a Brie. You Let's are a Brie. Real. I'm such a Brie. Anyway, yeah, you can find me on there. You can check out, you know, some of my merch. I got um, CZ and D. I have two mugs and a hat. Check it out. They're cute. They're cute. One, it, The hat says IDK and IDC. Oh, I don't know and I don't great. care, girl. Oh, and then the mug says, today is dumb. <laughs> and the other one Good. says, I don't need coffee. Coffee needs me. Oh. Mm. So if you, you know, if you're into that sort of thing, check it out. Interrelatable quotes. I'm all about them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. care. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys want to check out uh, Melissa's socials, they'll be in the description, as will mine. And uh, if you guys want to uh, be a part of this podcast, uh, give us a call. Let us know what you need our advice on by calling the number 310-694-0976. International callers, you can record a voice memo and email it to meganpodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a review in the uh, podcast app. You can follow us on don'tblameme.show, figure out where else we are streaming. Streaming, that's the word for this, right? Audio listening yeah. in your ear. Hold. It does stream if you don't download it. So yeah. Oh, that does make sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, thanks guys so much for listening and I'll see you next week.
Don't Blame Me is a production by me, produced, directed, and edited by Melissa DeMons, camera operator Shereen Younes, post-production sound by Chris Henry, production assistant Julie Carley, and music by Giacomo Picasso and Ryan Hunter. I'll see you guys next week, and don't blame me if your life, you know, completely fucks up before then. <laughs> oh. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.